Hey, it's Jason. Thank you so much for listening to the Rated RPG Podcast. We are going to be back around Ye Old Gaming Table again on Friday, August 26th. It's a 6 p.m. Central U.S. start time. We hope you can join us for the live stream because it's going to be a blast. If you want to get the link to the live stream or if you want to buy us shots in advance of the live stream, go to RatedRPGPodcast.com, our new website, and you can find all of that there. You can also find all the previous podcast episodes, so if you want to get caught up on uh, the Descent into Avernus thread, you can do that at our website too, ratedrpgpodcast.com. Speaking of which, this is episode three of three of the Heroes of Flavortown, our one-shot adventure uh, consisting of three player characters. Aaron is playing Baby Zamboni, Emery is playing Yalliger Gallagher, and Brad is playing a half-aquatic elf named Xylem Youngboy. And they are on an adventure. Their uh, local favorite restaurant, the Flavortown Cafe is closing because some goblins stole Grog Fietti's secret ingredients. And so the adventurers are on a quest to retrieve the ingredients so that Grog Fietti will feed them a feast. It's a very simple premise. It's, there's not, unfortunately, they have some serious flaws and weaknesses. And a wolf almost killed like two of them before they even got to the goblin cave. And that's where we're going to pick up. We're at the entrance of the goblin cave, the hideout. We know that there's goblins there because Xylem Youngboy has swum up the stream that goes into the entrance of the cave. And he's looked and he has seen two goblin scouts and they saw him too because his stealth is shit. Also, Brad's laptop has just died just as this portion of the adventure is happening. So I'm taking over Xylem Youngboy as an NPC. But I promise that's the last, like, technical surprise uh, of the adventure. Like, Emery's beard doesn't catch on fire or anything like that. So from here out, it's smooth-ish sailing. Welcome and thank you again for listening to The Heroes of Flavortown. We have any wooden spikes? We put some wooden spikes out. That would probably help. Not probably. Just walk into them and kill myself. <laughs> All right. I have an idea. I uh, am going to try to sneak into the bushes on the other side of the creek. So okay. stealth check. I could. Uh, yeah. I mean, actually, Squidlips has a good suggestion, and I was thinking along those same lines like i could run in as a wolf and try to scare them but if there's a lot of them they'll probably just attack me well i have a really great idea just watch i rolled an 18 for my stealth all right okay. so that is going to be good enough to get into those bushes over there and hide okay and what i want to do is i want to sort of sneak through until i see them and then i'm going to cast right. druidcraft and make really stinky fart smells near them yeah okay that's right so uh, you you cross the uh, you cross the river. The water comes up to you know you're you're almost to your nuts, and uh, <laughs> not quite. And then you're able to get out of the water. You so are you trying to sneak all the way through the bushes? I want to sneak to the point where I can see them so that I can right, make the stinky smell. So there there's these two goblins and they're hunkered down. You can tell that they're trying to hide. Ah, I see. Okay, perfect. And they, it looks like they haven't spotted me. They have not spotted you. They rolled abysmally on their on their perceptions. All right. Let me see if uh, Druidcraft requires line of sight. If not, I'm going to sneak back and cast it from the other side of the bush. Uh, 30 feet. Uh, okay. You create one of the following effects within range. 
Uh, you create an instantaneous. Uh, okay. So yeah, it doesn't say that you require line of sight. So knowing where they are, I'm going to sneak back uh, right. and then just cast Druidcraft right sort of in between them. And it's going to be the smell of a horrific, the nastiest fart you've ever smelled. You uh, cast this cantrip, it's cantrip, right? Druidcraft. Mm -hmm. You do hear this faint sound of coughing, <laughs> gasping, and you hear uh, one of them say something to the other one, but only baby Zamboni understands what they said. Can I hear one him of, from this far away or no? Uh, well, yeah, he really shouts. He says, why you do that? You have stinky butt. <laughs> Great, so that uh, takes care of the goblins, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I cast it again, uh, making a slightly different smelling fart, but the same intensity of, of horribleness. Oh, good idea. Okay. It's I a cantrip. I can do this all day. We'll see how long yeah. those goblins will hide in that fucking spot. <laughs> 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 I get my bow ready in case he flushes them out. Okay. You hear the uh, different goblin voice now, baby Zamboni. You hear the other goblin say, It wasn't me. It was you. You have the stinky butt. Now you have the worst stinky butt. I call you stinky butt now from now on. And yes, true <laughs> to the situation, the goblins being so disgusted with one another, one of them leaves the cover to go and get some fresh air. <laughs> steps around the corner he sees all of you standing around out by the creek so everybody roll initiative <laughs> oh yeah you know i gotta make do with what i got and i have a i have a spell that makes smells so yeah perfect yeah Oh, yeah, look at those rolls. We got this. All right, so the one goblin rounds the corner. He sees all of you. He is not surprised, and you guys are not surprised either, since you, you knew he was there. Gallagher Gallagher's not good at initiative. I can see no, that. apparently not. All right, well, the, the first uh, person in the turn order is Xylem Youngboy. Okay. Um, Xylem Youngboy. Uh, he's got a sickle, a produce flame, and a quarterstaff. Knowing that uh, lobsters and um, pufferfish can be kind of dangerous if you get close to them, uh, and also knowing what happened to him last time, he's going to be a little bit more cautious. He's going to stay behind his friend Yalgar Gallagher and just sort of pop over his shoulder and produce some flame and throw it at the goblin. So here we go. You got a three. Yeah. Unfortunately, it lands in the water and fizzles right out. Is he going to move other than that? He's behind you now, so he's pretty safe. Oh, crap. Oh. No, he'll stay there. Okay. By the way, I'm down on all fours so that I look like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, the goblin that has come out of the uh, out of the hidey spot there sees you all, and he is armed with a short bow, and he is going to fire at Yalgar Gallagher because Yalgar Gallagher is right up front there. That is a black feathered arrow, <gasps> greasy and filthy, not very accurate most of the time, but in this case, oh, the crap. arrow 
sticks in your shoulder. Oh. Piercing damage. Ah! Oh, my spleen! Your spleen's in your shoulder? <laughs> and the goblin yells back to his goblin friend, Enemies! I got one! And he is going to revert back into at least a little bit of cover. Okay. Right. Gallagher, Gallagher, it's you. What's your health at? Two. Eep. With my club, I swing at the goblin that shot me. Okay. Oh, shit, he's going for it. Wahoo! Yeah! Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! <laughs> 23 oh. to hit! God, what a hit. Oof. Oh, my God. That should scare the shit out of him. You bring the great club down on the uh, little goblin's head, and it's a sickening thud and a crack. You're pretty sure you fractured his skull. Um, but aside from being very dazed, he is still standing. Oh, boy. That's not good. It is not particularly good. The uh, His goblin buddy, uh, seeing the abuse that he just took at your hand, uh, he's going to step forward. He has a short sword, and he is not afraid of you. Uh-oh. Going to try. He's a scimitar, actually. He's going to try to draw some blood. Nope. Deftly move out of the way as he swings wildly. <laughs> <That was close. laughs> Let's see. Is he going to try to alert his buddies, though? Oh. More? There's more goblins? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, they don't just hang out here in the woods for no reason. He's going to take off running. You get an attack of opportunity on him. Oh, boy. Kill him. Here it goes. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, you hit him? As as he takes off running, <laughs> you raise him in the back of the head, and he falls down face first, dead in the creek. Oh, thank God. corpse starts to drift down the stream. <laughs> Nobody gets away from Yallager Gallagher. Body bobbing, head down, bloop, 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 dead, gone. All right, it is now Baby Zamboni's turn. You've seen this uh, dead goblin. He's, he's still floating down the river. Yes, man. Guys. I'm going to charge the rem remaining goblin. Can move 35 feet. How many, uh, how many, how many I got to close the distance as a wolf? Well, you're not a wolf, um, so, you know, you still have normal movement for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a wolf. You, Everybody thinks I'm a wolf, so I'm a wolf. Okay, you're a wolf, and your movement is 35 feet, right? Yep. Uh, also, I want him to see me. I want him to, like, I want to see if I can, you know, at least frighten him a little bit, being a wolf and all. Let's see here. How likely is that I could hit him with my short bow? If I do, though, and then you hit him with the, again, and then he's probably dead. If you hit him with your short bow, he's probably dead. I already did six damage to him. Oh, you already did damage to him. Okay, so I should take a pot shot at him. I'm going to run up to the edge of the water of the bank, and then you said I could get a uh, shot in on him. It's a, it's a question of getting around cover, right? Right there. That's the one where I can get a good shot, right? Yes. Yeah, he does. He's got like hardly any cover at all. So I'm okay, I howl. I howl like a wolf as I run <laughs> up to the bank, and then I stand up and shoot a short bow at him. 
for a minute he looks very scared because you're a wolf and then when you stand up he realizes you're not a wolf and he's not as scared anymore but then he realizes you have a short bow and he's scared again because he knows how badly he's wounded and his vision is blurry anyway so go ahead i for for a moment i thought about doing a thaumaturgy and just like screaming something he's like three times as loud as normal at him and try to scare him off but then he'll just go to his friends so i guess it's short bow time and i'm gonna use my inspiration (gasps) yeah that's right you heard it you heard it here first folks he's using inspiration good call buddy here we go do it short bow (sighs) oh my god wow what a roll i got him (laughs) unfortunately uh you didn't get him uh as the arrow zings well over his head Uh, okay difficult to shoot a short bow wearing a wolf skin as a disguise can uh, I, as a bonus action, can I uh, put Searing Smite on my mace yeah, sure that can. I got on my hip? Okay, great. like to do that, sure. Doing it! Okay. Xylem Youngboy is up now in the turn order. Okay. Uh, he's got a swim speed, right? So this water isn't difficult terrain for him? Correct. Nice. Okay. All right, so he, he uh, deftly swims through the water for like three feet and then <laughs> dolphins up onto the land again. Uh, and charges through the bushes, hoping to catch this goblin by surprise. And his weapon is a sickle. All right. Uh, 1d4 slash... Oh, no, the the, uh, the quarterstaff is better. You know what? Could he dual wield them? Could he have one on each hand? I feel like you could, but I don't remember. If there's like a feat you have to take or something for that. So I'm just going to swing the quarterstaff. Fuck it. Platinum Hippie says, hardest working fish elf in the biz. <laughs> didn't work. Uh, he's going to two-hand this quarterstaff. Try to bust this dude in the kneecaps. The goblin, blurry-eyed from his massive concussion, is still able to jump over the quarterstaff mm. as yeah, Xylem Youngboy's <laughs> swing is just not accurate enough. Dang it! Uh, the goblin, though, seeing now that he has two foes in front of him and his friend is dead, <laughs> uh, he is going to disengage and run. Yeah, coward! Oh, only one. Oh, he just disengaged. Okay. Yep. He ran Shit. into the cave. Uh, you did see that he ran into a room in the cave just around the uh, corner of the entrance there. All right. We got to catch him. That's all probably right. where they got all the spices in that cave. All right, Yalliger Gallagher, it's you, buddy. Where are you going, you coward? Uh, yeah, you can go here for 10. You don't have to. You can make your way in there. 50. Oh, Holy Shit! Two wolves and the goblin has un- untied them from their chains. Uh oh. Welp. <laughs> Do these wolves look uh, particularly um, well treated? Uh, they do. I mean, for wolves that are chained up in a cave with presumably with goblins as their people, uh, they do look like they are, have been fed. There's tons of animal bones and various things uh, scattered around the room. Yeah, Liger, what do you see in there? Uh, nothing good. <laughs> yeah, what specifically? Uh, multiple wolves. Oh, wolves, you say? Uh, yup. Okay, maybe you should get out of there. Well, I'm somewhat good with uh, animals, so I was thinking about trying to convince this one to be my friend. So right. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do I have to be I think I have to be close to it to to do it. So I'm gonna 
try to handle animal on this, buddy. Okay. Here we go. The last thing you're ever going to do. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. I'm proficient in it, after all. Uh, I'm using uh, in, 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 uh, my die, my special die. You're going to use your inspiration? Yeah, inspiration. Great. Oh, I only got a 13. You didn't need it. Yeah, didn't need it. I'm going to say it was enough because, you know, goblins are pretty shitty to anything uh, that that they have captive. These wolves are captive. You go in, uh, the first thing that strikes you about these wolves, although they do look like they've been kind of cared for, they look a bit more emaciated than your average pet. Mm -hmm. So you suspect they could be motivated by food. Ah, well, it just so happens that I have a whole bunch of wolf meat from that wolf we just slaughtered. So I pull it out of my pack, some slices of wolf, dangle it in front of its face, and then throw it at the goblin. And it slaps onto his bloody back. All right. Yeah, he's already drenched in his own filth, in his own blood. And then this slab of meat falls on him. As he's hunkered down, he's hiding behind this wolf with the express intent to have the wolf do his dirty job. Of, of dealing with you and the wolf turns around to bite the uh, to bite the slab of meat and what happens is the wolf gets a little greedy and uh, bites <laughs> the goblin let me see oh my god uh the goblin the goblin's hunkered down so i'm gonna say he's for all intents and purposes he's prone so that is a successful bite and that is, well, any damage is going to be enough damage to <laughs> kill the goblin as he tears into the goblin's flesh and starts to devour the goblin alive as the goblin lets out little goblin screams. The other wolf realizes, oh my God, there's something to eat. And the other wolf surrounds this goblin and starts just rending his flesh and starts to devour his body. And you've made a wolf friend. Yeah. Oh, oh, what am I going to name you? I already have a wolf friend named Baby Zamboni, so maybe I'll name you uh, Xylem Youngboy. What happened? I was going to I was gonna come in uh, screaming like a wolf and, uh, you know, scare these wolves into submission, but I guess I didn't have to do that. Seems like you made friends. Xylem Youngboy comes around the corner, sees the two wolves uh, just eating the goblin. They're all covered in goblin blood, and he goes, ah! And he jumps into the the creek and gets under the water and hides. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should probably leave these wolves be while, before they finish eating. Okay. You don't see any spices or nothing in here? You do notice that at the back of this hidey hole in this cave, you do notice, well, you notice two things. You notice that there's this large pillar of stone. You notice this pillar of stone right here runs from the floor uh, 30 feet up to the ceiling. And that's where the chains were wrapped around and wrapped around the necks of these wolves. The goblin unchained the wolves, so they are no longer captive in here. Uh, the second thing that you notice, aside from all of the animal bones strewn around down here, is that there is a steep embankment of loose rock that leads up to a small opening 30 feet or so up. Uh, okay. Uh, I see. Yeah, this looks like the entrance. This is probably where the spices are. We should go back here. <clears throat> oh, okay. Is, uh, is, well, how big is the hole? 
Well, you can't really tell from where you are standing because it's a 30-foot climb up some very loose stone. Oh, mm. no. A uh, 30-foot climb, that's going to be, uh, well, you know, I think we can do it. I got a, I got a rope. Do you have anything to tie it to? Uh, I got a rope and, uh, you know, I got a holy symbol. I could tie it to that or maybe my knife. See if I can get it lodged in a <laughs> crevice. I have a dart. I could also see if my, uh, if Jerry the rat could uh you know <laughs> clamber up there and with the rope in his mouth and tie it around something i mean not tie you know because he's a he's just a mouse but you know he could like uh wrap it around and bring it back down you know i don't know how good at that he'd be though well, he's he a, a he's a city mouse he's just a mouse and a he's rope. just a city mouse yeah 50 feet of hemp and rope well 30 <laughs> feet of it pretty heavy he would have to make an extraordinary strength check just to, to climb up there with a rope well, you know what? I'm a pretty strong man. I'll I'll do the climbing. Just just give me that rope there. You sure you want to do that? You uh, you're looking uh, pretty worse for wear. I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, if you say so, here, take the rope. All right, I'll take the rope. Be careful. And I will carefully climb up the rocks. You could use your athletics to get up there if you'd like to do that. Can How dark I... is it? How dark in the cave? Uh, it's cave dark. It's very mm. dark. I'm casting light. On what? Can I cast it on my mouse? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's a glowing mouse now. <laughs> he, uh, where is he going to be? What's he, what's his positioning? Uh, I'm going to let him sit on my shoulder, you know, like uh, like mice like to do in movies. Yeah, I'm going to prop, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll just prop him in the crook of my neck. My mouse is lit. <laughs> it is lit. Ah. Literally. Well, I'm going to do the boring but safe thing and hope that I'm strong enough to do this. I'm going to take a 10 on my athletics check. Okay. So that gives me a 13 athletics. So boring but safe is the way to go here uh, as you slowly make your way up this crumbly rock face. You can't see into the room because there's a ledge that goes up and kind of up and over, but you can hear the sound of a campfire crackling. <gasps> okay, all right, interesting. Uh, this is just such a good idea that I absolutely have to do it. Um, the <laughs> the wolf's head, you know, for my my uh, my little wolf disguise. Mm -hmm. Can I put the mouse in the the mouth of that wolf head, <laughs> like Corb suggests, and use it as a headlight? <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you have to force Jerry the rat into the mouth because Jerry yeah. the rat is—he's against it with every fiber of his little mouse being. But you know, he, he knows me. You know, he knows me. He knows I wouldn't do nothing to hurt him. I uh, give him the crumbs. I put a crumb in the up in the mouth of it to, to entice him. Uh, that's enough. That's enough that he at least doesn't try to flee. Yeah, yeah. I put an, I give him another crumb once he's up there to keep him busy. Give me an animal handling check. Uh oh. I know how to handle animals. Let me tell you, I'm the best. Uh, Jerry the rat disagrees with you and bites your finger. Doesn't doesn't cause any damage, but Ah, uh, damn it, Jerry. I told you not to do that anymore. Jerry is reminding you that he is only with you of his own free will. <laughs> I thought he'd like being really bright looking. No. He doesn't like that. He certainly doesn't like being stuffed into a wolf head. I'll remember that for future, you know, 
situations. Luckily, I don't think we'll have this problem in the city once we're back in the city, though. I don't think we're going to be alive long enough to have this problem again. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm in this to to win it. All right. Well, I put the rope in my mouth, and okay. I sort of like use my two hands to lift myself up and just sort of peek over, see if I can see with my dark vision. Okay. So you're able to peek over the edge. You see several things. First of all, you see you're in a large chamber of this cave. The smell of smoke is thick in the air, and you can see uh, right here a campfire, which has piles and piles of ash and, and old burned sticks hanging out of it. It's been there a long time. You also see a sleeping wolf right here. Oh, boy. And you see some big figure snoring away, sleeping in a bed right here. Uh, further uh -huh. on against the far wall of the room is this bedroll that's got uh, what you think is a hobgoblin or a bugbear. You're not really sure. It's a large uh, humanoid creature. Not a large, a medium, but, you know, large compared to most of your friends. Yeah. Um, and then you see a ton of crates and barrels and other probably stolen goods stacked against the southern wall of this chamber Ooh. you also see stairs that lead down some natural stone sort of a stairway that leads down into another chamber and you can hear the sound of water running in that coming from that chamber sort of echoing throughout this uh this part of the the cave uh there's a pillar of stone here and another pillar of stone here giving you some pretty decent cover if you were to choose to use it okay well, I will lower myself down and uh, is there any place to, first of all, is there any place to tie the rope at the top so that the others could use it? Uh, either one of these two stone pillars would be. Okay. Workable. All right. So I will, provided it won't blow my cover, I will uh, tie the rope around the stone pillar that's right to my right. Now. When you said provided it won't blow your cover, it mm -hmm. is going to require a stealth check. Ah. But you have two sleeping creatures. Actually, they're kind of sleeping next to each other. Right. Uh, you know, for warmth. Um, they're sleeping. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say a DC 10 stealth check to pull this off. Okay. I'm not sure I want to risk that yet because I still am just looking into the room. I haven't actually gone in it, right? So right. I think what I want to do is I'm going to... Uh, go back uh, again slowly and carefully taking a 10 and then I'm going to get back to my companions I'm going to tell them what's in the room and then I'll say all right I think we found the spice so it's a real quick job just get in and get out so do y'all want to try and sneak it out of here or do you want to try to kill that sleeping boy and his dog you said there was some kind of steps yeah leading further into the cave Oh, there's not like another way in? Oh, there's another way in, but I feel like this is the secret back door entrance. Yeah, that makes sense, but I don't know how how likely it's going to be for me to, unless you can like pull me up this cliff. Yeah, the rope, that's what the rope's for. All right, you think you can get me up there safe? I'll be up for it. Okay. And you think you can get fishy up there too? You got to get both of us. Well, okay. What about those wolf friends of yours? You think they'll come? They are currently uh, crunching through the uh, small bones of this goblin. I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, we'll just have to go in ourselves then. You know, uh, you know, I could, uh, I could run in and I could make a really loud wolf sound, try to scare him out of there or something. Maybe scare the wolf away. You know, like I got a glowing uh, wolf head. I, well, so I might think I'm some sort of super 
Wolf? Maybe. Uh, I say that, uh, you know, we have the element of surprise. If we can sneak up to them and bash them while they're sleeping, that's the if way to go. Can, if is the key word, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, I could, uh, you know, I know how to do uh, some fun stuff. I've been around. Um, I could make a loud noise. I could make the floor tremble. And I could make uh, some, you know, some some strange uh, lights happen. Okay. try to... You know, try to cause a lot of disturbances and trouble and see if that uh, shakes them up. Right. Why don't you do that after we try sneaking? Because the element of surprise is better, don't you think, than just waking them up and being loud? Well, now hear me out for a second, because, you know, I could actually do these things down here. Yeah. And then if you guys can figure out where those steps are, if I can get the attention of uh, all the dudes up there. They might come down here and try to get me, and then you could sneak in and steal all the stuff. Okay, well, the problem is that in order for me to get back out, I'll need to get back the way that I came, and then that's where all the bad guys are going to be, right? Right. Probably. You're probably right. All right. We could try to sneak. I'm really good at sneaking, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm sure you're just as good at sneaking as you were with handling your buddy the, the rat. We'll sneak right up on him. We'll stab him in the back. I'm on board for this, hundred percent, no problem. I, I'm your, I'm, I'm a champion. All right, I'm gonna try to secure the rope. Once the rope is secured, I'll tug on it three times, and then you guys climb back up after me. Okay? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So that's what I'll do. So stealth check, and um, also real quick. You said, I don't know if this is a bugbear or a goblin or what hobgoblin or whatever this is. Do I know if wolves have dark vision? Uh, give me a nature check. Nature. 17. Oh, they, apparently they don't have dark vision in Dungeons and Dragons, which is ridiculous because wolves are nocturnal creatures. What the fuck? <laughs> um, uh, but they do have they do have advantage on hearing and smell checks though. Oh so. boy. Yeah. Okay. Do uh do I know if goblins have dark vision? I'd say with that nature check, we'll just use that nature check again. Uh you do realize now that you get a kind of a better look, it is a bugbear. Okay. And uh, you do know that bugbears have dark vision. Okay. Oh, um, shit, it's a bugbear? Oh, boy. Goblinoid. So it also speaks goblin. Okay. Well, that's an option. Uh, and this campfire, is it lit or is it uh, unlit? Unlit but smoldering. Okay. So it's dark in here. Yes. Cool. All right, so I should come up last then because I've got the, you know, the glowing mouse inside of a wolf skull. Yeah. The further away you are, the better because at least the wolf won't be able to see uh if if things are in the dark okay here here goes my stealth check trying to sneak up and tie the rope i got an eight so as you're tying the rope around the pillar uh you incidentally kick a tiny uh bone a chicken bone and it skitters across the floor to dink to dink to dink to dink to dink down this little stone stairs uh and the the bugbear doesn't stir or wake up, but the wolf does. Ooh, okay. Uh, so give me another stealth check to see if you can hide. Okay. But at least it can't see me, even if uh, it can hear me and smell me. <laughs> okay, here's another stealth check. 
Uh, you're able to get behind the this pillar of stone just enough so that, yeah, the wolf can't see you, but it doesn't also, it doesn't know exactly where you are. Mm. But I can see it like sniffing the air. Sniffing the mm. air and it's, it was laying down and now it gets up to a stand. More fart sm smells. <laughs> <laughs> oh the wolf, God. The wolf starts moving about. Okay. Might wake up Clark, but you know, get rid um, of their sense of smell. You're going to save us all. Uh, yeah. So Drewcraft does have a verbal and somatic component. So I'll have to say Can't something. Can't you whisper it? Sniffing the air still. Hurry up, dude. <clears throat> Fucking do the fart blast. All right. I'll, do the fart blast. I will cast Druidcraft. No, wait. I'll just bash it. I'll just fuck. It can't see me, right? Nope. It gets to right here. I'll next bash to it. You. Get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got one shot. One shot, but I have advantage because it can't see me, right? Correct. Okay, here it goes. Bashing. 21 to hit for 10 damage. Oh my god. You definitely hit it right square on top of its head. Unfortunately, it has 11 hit points. No! No! Roll initiative. <laughs> oh. Oh. And with that, the bugbear named Clark, as Aaron mentioned, wakes up. Oh boy. But he is surprised this round. Surprised that we can't climb up. Oh no, wait, you fixed the rope. So yeah, there is a rope. I didn't tug it three times like I said I was going to, but you do hear me go, Wah! and then a, a bonk, and then a wolf go, Meh! Yep, that's good enough for me. So uh, <laughs> did you roll initiative for Xylem Youngboy? Oh, I keep forgetting to do that. Nope, my bad. Let me roll. I got it. Good initiative, Aaron. Thank you. Natural 20 on that. That's nice. Wow. It won't okay. happen again, I promise. Okay, well, speaking of baby Zamboni, <laughs> Baby Zamboni gets to go first. Okay, I gotta get up there. I gotta get up there and get into the thick of it. This is my what my whole life has been waiting for. I'm 63, and now's my chance to shine. <laughs> yes. Baby Zamboni climbing up the rope. <laughs> what do I, Dex? Uh, yeah, it's a, well, athletics check. I suppose you could use, could you use acrobatics instead of athletics? I mean, in some cases, if you if you think that he could, there's a way he could use balance as opposed to just like, strength yeah, and whatnot yeah i i think either one of those would would suffice you can either try to muscle your way up up this uh crevice or you could try to use dexterity to bounce from one wall to the other they're only a few feet apart yeah I'll bounce around you know i'm light i'm light as a feather all right there we go all right it was a dc 10 so you are able to get to the top of this crevice yes. uh your ally is right in the way of the opening but you can move through him and you can put yourself here if you'd like yeah let's oh yeah i'll do that right next i'm gonna get him. out there and then can i uh do i get a can i get a shout at that wolf somehow with anything uh, can i see it can i see the wolf well you have your you have your light emitting mouse oh, yeah no. but like i got line of sight uh once you get up here yeah you need All me right. to get up here yeah get me up there with, with line of sight please all right there you go now you have line of sight. That's right. All right, wolf. Wolf. That's right, wolf. Time for the dead to toll. You heard of Dolores? Well, hear her again. <laughs> I told the bell for the wolf. Ooh, nice. 
He has to make a wisdom save. A wisdom save for the wolf. And wolves can be wise. And that Not is too smart, wolf. And what was it, 11 that he had to get? Spell save DC is eight for baby Zamboni. Oh. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the wolf is just wise enough to avoid the Dolores Bell voice in his head. Good try. Oh, Damn it. Getting up here, so that's good, too. That's seven Damn wisdom. It. <laughs> it really hurts. Damn it. I tried. I did. You saw me. You saw me try. I saw you try. You tried really mm. hard. Okay. Uh, uh, shit, I don't have... Do I still have Searing Smite on my mace, or is that gone now? Did I ever do that? I can't remember if I did that. I think I did that. You did that. All right, that means it's it's all... Uh, is it still going? Well, it was bonus action, concentration up to a minute. Uh, you haven't taken damage. And uh, uh, Toll the bell, toll the Dead is not a concentration spell. So, yeah, it's still going. It's still going. I got a limited uh, supply of these. Now you brought light into the room, though. And now the wolf is going to kill me. First, you notice this hulking uh, bugbear. <clears throat> What's going on, man? <laughs> He stands up, and uh, he's going to, well, he's going to stand up next round. He just woke up, so give him a second. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, though, the wolf is right there next to you, yep. uh, uh, Mr. Gallagher. Uh-huh. And uh, he is going to try to bite you. <gasps> that is 11. Wow, that is barely a miss. Missed. <laughs> God, snap at you as you try to... You know, I'll lean back, but you're leaning back over this crevice to a 30-foot fall. Oh. You catch yourself just as your the heels of your boots are over the opening as the wolf snaps his jaws at you. And it <laughs> is going to just stay right where it is. Okay. It is Xylem Youngboy's turn. All right. Xylem's going to grab the rope and use it to help himself climb up. Does right, that going to be able to squeeze in between us? All he's got to do is uh, get to the top of this thing, right? Then he can, like, yep. lie on the floor. Uh, athletics or, or acrobatics to get up. All right, let's see. What is he good at? Um, athletics is a minus one. Uh, acrobatics is a zero. So I guess I'll do that. Here goes nothing. Eleven. That was enough to do it, and he's able to clamber up the rope, and he's able to get right there in front of Ripper, the wolf. All right. And that's, That's cool. a miracle. Uh, I rolled Baby Zamboni's character sheet accidentally. Whoops. Get, a, get, get out. Get away from my character. It would it would have been the same result, anyways. Okay, so he gets to the top of the rope or the top of the incline. Uh, uh, let's go to the rope with one of his hands, but he's still holding on to it with the other. And then he casts Produce Flame and throws it at the wolf. Hiya! A five. <laughs> A, uh, a miserable failure to hit the wolf. But let's see. Maybe he lights something else on fire. Uh, let's see. We'll make the this campfire. <laughs> we'll make that a, a one, two. We'll make the crate. Yeah, yeah. Light the campfire. We'll see. <laughs> a one, two for the campfire. A three, four, five for the massive stack of boxes here, the crates. And then if you roll a six, he's going to hit Clark by mistake. Oh, D6, huh? One, two is campfire, six is Clark, and everything else is... Oh, my Shit. God! 
I love this fish boy. Oh yeah. That's a great job aiming for the the, the bug bear, buddy. Nice shot. Right, One so... in a million fish boy. <laughs> Alright, so he takes 1d8 fire damage. Alright. Come on. Eight. Big money, big money. Six. The little wad of fire hits the bugbear in the belly and catches all of his belly hair on fire and you hear it sizzle and pop as he oh, you son of a bitch I'm gonna eat your bones oh boy all right anything else for fishman I think that's it for him all right back to you the barely living Yalligar Gallagher I've never felt more alive he screams as he brings the great club down on the unfortunate dog's head here we go 17! Oh, a crushing blow as you smash this uh, wolf's skull. Just obliterate his eyes pop out. One goes one way, the other the other way. And the wolf collapses to the ground in a bloody heap. And Clark lets out an anguished scream. I am going to kill you all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, well, uh, one of you boys better drink that potion. And then I'll go into this corner. I was going to put it, I was going to force feed it into your mouth. Don't you want it? I have two hit points. So it won't help you, Somebody eh? Somebody does four damage to me, I'm dead. I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> sounds good. I drink it right up. Guys, I have to say I'm so happy that in my first experience playing D&D as a player with you guys, I got to kill a dog. <laughs> you said that if somebody does four hit points to you, it kills you. But isn't isn't that all? Isn't that the? It has to exceed your maximum. Yeah. So I won't die. I'll be knocked unconscious. But for all intents and purposes, I will be dead because we don't have any healing in the fight. You know. So True. it makes so yeah. much more sense for somebody with more hit points to take the potion because it gives resistance to damage. You know. Yeah. So. All right. Baby right, I drink it. You drink the potion. Now you are resistant to almost all damage. That's right. Roll a d4, please. D4. Four. four. For four hours. Damn. Oh, I am invincible. I feel invincible. <laughs> not invincible. You're not not invincible. <laughs> I'm invincible. All right. All right. It's a potion of invincibility. <laughs> Uh, I never felt better in my life. My belly's full of food. I got an invincible potion. All right, and so I'm, that's your free action. Yeah. Now you... I'm ready to smack some uh, bugbear ass. All right. Although Ooh. I don't know if I can get to him. Can you move your character? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, is he within my range right now? Uh, not melee. You could ranged attack him. You could toll with Dolores. Yeah, Actually, I mean, you could make it all the way to him with melee and hit him with melee. Yeah, because you're 35 feet. Doing it. These uh, spices belong to us, big boy. Get ready <laughs> to get go back to hell or wherever you're from. The the forest. Where are you from? You see <laughs> there's snot bubbles coming out of his nose and his eyes are just welling with tears. Why? Because he was burning? No, because you killed his wolf. Oh, that's why he's sad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm wearing a wolf skin. Does he notice this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Did you know this wolf, bitch? <laughs> Why are you taunting me? Because you stole all the spices from my favorite man in town, and now you're going to pay. All right. That's, that's plenty of talking. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to mace him right in the face. Oopsie. Oh. Uh. Uh, you swing your mace, and uh, his sobbing and crying and sadness has has distracted you from how uh, how uh, dexterous he is, and he uh, deftly moves out of the way of your horrible swing. Anything else? Yeah, I guess I have to hit if I'm got if a searing smite's gonna work, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, no, I drank the potion and I ran, so uh, that's it. All right. I'll hit you next time. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you now, cause you're what Are you, you did. Oh, you're dressed like a wolf, and that's it's a real dick thing to do. <laughs> uh, you were gonna do that anyway, I thought. All right, he swings at you. In his sorrow, he misses. Good luck. Yeah, see, you're too sad to hit me, shitface. <laughs> all right. Wow. Your wolves have all abandoned you, and soon your life will. Uh, give me an intimidation check. <laughs> that's right i'm very charismatic oh yes all right maybe it got through i mean especially with wearing a wolf skin and killing his his wolf his wolf is no longer in the turn order as a matter of fact okay so uh now it's xylem young boy's turn xylem young boy so he's good with his quarter staff and i guess he's actually been pretty good with produced flame uh, he's gonna just cast Produce Flame again. That worked. Uh, although, oof, it might hit the spices and cause a fire. You know what? Fuck it. He'll risk it. He'll risk it. He doesn't oh really know what, like, fire's capable of. He just knows that it cooks things. <laughs> you know? He has, Normally. He, he has no concept of, like, fire, like, spreading yeah. Because he's lived underwater his whole life. It would be like us going into the water and like what we would normally do to like fry up a steak actually like kills things in the water. <laughs> yeah. So does he... damage to them or like boiling macaroni and cheese, you know, it's like you get in the water and it actually kills things. <laughs> so there's the produced flame. He gets a natural one. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Well, that's going to have to be a fumble. Uh, another uh, horrible throw. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what do we got? We got some crates over here. Uh -huh. some crates down here. Yeah. Uh, he could also drop it on himself. Yeah. yeah or Aaron's likely. right there. He could drop it in the fire pit. So we'll say fire pit is one. Uh, Baby Zamboni is two. These crates are three. Clark is four. These crates are five. And himself is six. Just kind of go around the circle there so go and give me a d6 oh fucking <laughs> ass so, well it just all went away <laughs> with the see you have that potion of resistance but it doesn't give you it gives me magic resistance magic resist yeah this would be magical wouldn't it? it is magic yeah oh yeah this is magic yeah so roll a d8 and then we'll cut that in half and that's what you get hey there we go there one go, damage one for you one point of damage. Uh, why are you trying to cook me, dipshit? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know how fear works. Watch what you're doing. Okay. 
Sorry. Don't worry. You gave me that fish. I still appreciate you. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> is is uh, Xylem Young Boy going to do anything else? I think that's probably. Let's see. He moved a little bit. I think I guess we'll move a little closer over here. Then he'll end his turn. All right. Uh, back to uh, Biz. Uh... Uh, Gallagher, 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 Gallagher. All right, Gallagher, Gallagher is gonna move up, and he pulls out Dart Lean, which he definitely remembered to recover from the wolf that he threw it at before, for sure. Yeah. And he gets there, so he has a nice straight shot at this bugbear, and uh, he kisses Dart Lean, and he throws it. Yeah, takes aim, throws it, tries to get it right into one of his eyes. Okay. Come on, Dartlene! Got this! <laughs> 15! Whoa. Uh, unfortunately, this bugbear is wearing hide armor. He's wearing, well, whatever he's wearing. Leather, hide. Let me see. What is he wearing? Oh, God. 15 oh, doesn't hide hit. Hide armor, and he's got a shield on one arm. You know what? He didn't have time to put his fucking shield on. You're yeah, right. He didn't have time he to put sleeping. his fucking shield on. 15 is his armor class. He was caught bumbling. Yeah, he was caught sleeping. So That's right. So it doesn't hit him. And it doesn't hit him in the eye. It hits him in, in like, right in the center of his forehead uh, <laughs> for two points of piercing damage. Uh, let's see. Is that dart going to stick in him? Uh, roll me a d20. All right. Stays in the luckiest adventures ever. 17. Oh, my God. It stays stuck in his forehead. Anything else? I jump up and kind of click my heels together and go, whoo, Nelly, I got him. And that's it. Well, all this commotion has alerted uh, another creature. Uh-oh. The fray. Here. Oh, the, boy. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, hey, uh, gold a dragon. A, a gold <laughs> dragon. A gold dragon. You're right, Aaron. That's a really great idea. <laughs> but you don't have to take my suggestion. This is an improv. Okay. All right. A goblin. A gold uh, goblin. A gold goblin. If we gold kill him, goblin. he drops oh. 50 gold. <laughs> a cold goblin. He's shivering and miserable. Okay. A cold <laughs> goblin. <is> just outside <laughs> of the cave entrance, uh, this room entrance. Uh, and he, you, you hear him mm. say, what's going on in there, Clark? And, <laughs> and then that's, that's all. Okay. Uh, so we were back up at the top of the turn, or actually, it's your turn, uh, baby Zamboni. Okay, uh, it's time for Clark to be to get it. We're gonna get this done. We're gonna get you done now, Clark. Time, time Clark for you to type. be done. What do you think about that, Clark? Are you scared? I'm not scared. I am not afraid. Well, you better start getting scared. Here we go. I'm coming for you. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Just gonna sit here. Uh, and giggle. Now. You're really bad with that mace. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the first time I ever used it before. I, I bought it uh, at a sale, and I never really uh, tried using it, and, and uh, it doesn't seem to work too good. Give me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> that story is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you stole that mace. I know you. you found no, it. no, I didn't. Uh, well, if I stole it, it was from somebody who deserved it, and it was the right thing to do. So you can't tell me that uh, you know the the people that had it needed it. They didn't need it. All right. So what are you what are you doing, baby Zamboni? For my bonus, uh, fuck. 
Gonna do, um, I, got, I can't do nothing. <laughs> I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cast light. Wait. Wait a minute. You had Searing Smite going. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, uh, this is a cantrip. Can I cast cantrips? Well, isn't light a con? No. I mean, you would, you would, it's a, it's an action. You already, so you already, you already have light on the. Oh, map. wait. That's not a bonus action. I can't, I, I can't do anything. Okay. Yeah. I All could right. try to move around in a different position, but I don't think there's any points. So I'll just, uh, well, if the goblin comes in. Well, you don't want to provoke an attack of opportunity, so you can't really go too many places here. No, I mean, I would only go over by his, the other side of him. Yeah. So I don't get sneak attacked by the goblin if it comes in. Um, but if anyone's going to get sneak attacked by it, it probably should be me anyway. So I'll just uh, stay there. And um, is he still standing by his bed? Yes. Like, uh, I can't, as a, a movement action, I couldn't, like, run into him, could I? You could shove him but that's a that's going to be like your attack that's an action i couldn't just move into him and try to like push him down on the bed no you already tried to hit him okay All too right. late then hanging out right. he grips his morning start tighter and uh steadies himself he's he's really gonna hit you for real this time <laughs> yeah that's what i'm worried about no, he uh, swings with all of his might. And maybe it's seeing the dead best friend, Ripper the wolf, and you're wearing this wolf skin. Maybe he just can't bring himself to make contact with you. Uh, he, he seems to, like, pull his punches a little bit with his Morningstar. He swings. He just can't seem to hit you. He lets out an anguished cry. You sons of bitches. I'm, I'm going to kill you. I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Can I use insight to see if he's lying? Sure. Maybe he's a pacifist. I got an eight. You're not sure. <laughs> not sure what his intent is. Can I? Because, because I uh, I understand what people are hinting at or hiding. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I, I bet my wisdom is terrible. Oh, my God. I rolled a natural 20. Uh, you have a strong suspicion that you might not be able to reason with him because you did kill his pet. Um. <laughs> But there might be a way to get out of this combat if things go super south. I mean, they kind of are, but you know. <laughs> his, he does not seem to be as bloodthirsty as his words would indicate. Yeah, he seems like he just likes his wolves. Uh, just as <laughs> a, a goblin was about to stab you in the back, baby uh, Zamboni, uh, the, a sword clatters to the ground at your feet, and you hear a goblin go, Oh! Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what the that. hell are you doing? Ah, shit. He says, in, in Goblin. Which I understand. Yes. He 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 fucked up. He made a big mistake. <laughs> Did right. he cut himself? No, he dropped his sword. He, was gonna, he just dropped he, it, okay. Sneak attack you, and then he dropped his sword on the ground. All right, I think... Uh, go ahead and do what you want, Emery, but uh, on my turn, I'm going to try to, like... Making him an offer, I think. <laughs> yeah. Xylem, young boy's turn now. Uh, okay. Uh, Xylem, young boy, is going to bash this goblin, taking advantage of his clumsiness. He'll get right all the way there and bash him. Okay, bash away. Quarter staff, two-handed. You can bash away, bash all day. All right, he swings, connects right on top of this goblin's head, and kills him. <laughs> wow, nice. He uh, he looked like he maybe wasn't in the best of health anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was just enough to do it. 
That's oh, that's a good uh, a good negotiation point, I think. He says, "We'll never negotiate with terrorists." <laughs> <laughs> and the goblin goes, "What?" And then smack, he's dead. <laughs> he comes in to sneak attack me, drops his sword, and then gets clobbered in the head instantly. That's amazing. In his dying moment, he was still like, "What did that guy say?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it is back to Z- uh, y- uh, Z- uh, Ga- Yalliger Gallagher. Yalliger Gallagher's turn. All right. I got to do something that nobody would expect because that's what mm-hmm. Yalliger Gallagher does. Yeah. That's what you do. So, seeing that uh, um, Baby Zamboni is has sort of put his weapon down and that Clark is. Uh, ineffectually sort of swinging his morning star and crying. I think Yalliger is going to go with his sort of gut instinct. I know I rolled poorly on his insight check, but he, he has the sneaking suspicion that maybe Clark is a pacifist. And so he gets this like pit in his stomach as he realizes, Oh boy, I just, I just fucked up. So he, uh, he puts his club down and then he casts Druid craft, but he doesn't make the smell of farts this time. Instead, he creates basically a bunch of flower petals sort of appear in the air, sort of around uh, Clark and uh, Baby Zamboni. And that's that's it. What is your intention to have happen here? Me? Yeah. To do something that nobody expected. <laughs> so no real intention other than... Uh, a random occurrence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically a show of uh, of uh, peace. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm putting my weapon away. I'm sort of making a peaceful showing with the flowers. Okay. I'm going to say uh, it has a strong possibility of succeeding, but it could also be read very wrong. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Say there's a chance. So uh, how about a persuasion check with advantage, DC 10? Okay. Persuasion. I'm so bad at this. Here we go. I got an 11. Holy shit. For a moment, uh, Clark sees all these things in the air and he thinks they're like darts or there's some, something flying in the air that's going to attack him. You're casting some sort of spell on him. And he sees that they're flower petals and they're, they're rose petals. Roses were Ripper's favorite flower. (laughs) He often went for long walks in a, nearby rose garden with ripper late at night when the 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 hobbits the the halflings that tended the rose garden were asleep oh no he puts his morning star down he looks over at the dead goblin <laughs> and he says i never wanted any of this i just wanted to be rich you know i just wanted to have the things that my parents didn't have a nice bed to sleep on, a nice house to live in, uh, the respect of uh, the community. But they hate me because of what I am. They, they kicked me out of the Flavor Town Cafe because, because I'm a bugbear. And I vowed that I would get my revenge on Grog Fieri. Um... So I stole all of his secret ingredients. I put them in my cave lair. 
But you have, you have killed my best friend and lover. <laughs> uh, the the wolf was my best friend, and that goblin was my lover. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that was a little confusing, actually. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> freaking out a little bit. Uh, I was gonna take yeah. the wolf off of my back. You know, uh, this wolf was already dead when we found it. We don't know what happened, but uh, it was just dead. <laughs> but uh yeah so we didn't even kill your gal but you know or kill your wolves uh yeah we're real sorry about all this i mean the thing is you know i think uh you know uh what's his face over at the uh cafe grand fairy i think he's learned his lesson because uh he's gonna close the whole cafe down i mean i think he learned the hard way <laughs> what happens when you mess with a, a guy like you you know well he's a he's a bigot he's a racist Exactly, and I think he's learned his lesson that racism doesn't pay, and I think, uh, you know, I think he's going to let you in there now. And I think we're going to tell him he's going to let you in there, and if he doesn't, we're going to have something to say about it. Will you kill him? If we have to, if that's what it comes to, we'll take him right down. I mean, you see how vicious we are. me. Will you promise me that if you can't convince him to, to allow me into his restaurant, that you will murder him? Will you make the... Swear to your God... Well, I mean, there are rules where we come from. There's laws, so um, we will make sure that the law carries out all of the justice it can muster regarding this uh, particular situation. When I was kicked out of the Flavortown Cafe, I said, "This is this is a travesty. Can't believe this is happening." Nobody came to my aid. They all laughed at me. Well, what did you get from the cafe that, uh, you know, was, was so uh, exciting for you? You got the sesame slamming pork chop <laughs> with the sweet sizzling nut sauce. Ooh, that, that sure is tasty. I gotta love that nut sauce. That uh, that was uh, that was one of my favorite things that, uh, you know, I would get some of the sauce, the nut sauce, out of the dumpster sometimes. People usually ate all the rest of it, but... Well, that nut sauce was, uh, it was all over the waste, uh, in the barrel. And, uh, I would, I would, uh, lick it off of, uh, the, you know, the, the, the empty things. Yeah. So good. It was so good. Well, so I'm right there with you. What was your other favorite dish? Uh, my, uh, my favorite thing that I would often find in the trash, uh, leftovers from was the, uh, ba the, ba the barnacle waffles. Oh, yeah. pretty good. He he made waffles that looked like barnacles, you know? A lot of times people didn't like the way they looked, so they wouldn't eat the whole thing, or it was too big, you know? And uh, so then I'd get a lot of those in the dumpster. Yeah, he made his portion sizes were out of control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, there's, there's no way you could eat a whole one. In fact, he had, uh, you know, a plaque up on the wall for anybody who could eat the whole barnacle waffle. <laughs> what about you, Hoss? What was your favorite dish? Um, well, I really like the... Corn spitting jalapeno puffer fish. Oh, so good. Let's take a whole fish and shove a fucking corn on the cob inside of its mouth. Oh, no. where'd he put the jalapeno? <laughs> I'll let you use your imagination there, Clark. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Everybody knows it goes up the ass. But that did your lover also do that? Perform that same activity that's between me and my lover who is dead that's a good point <laughs> now listen up I've, I've been thinking about this and uh from what from what i can tell there's a there's a cycle 
there's a cycle of vengeance and violence that is happening. But I think I know of a way where we can put an end to this cycle. So Grog Fieri sent us here to retrieve his secret spices and ingredients. And uh, unfortunately for you, we killed your lover and your best friend. Uh, so if we just go back there and like punish him, then, you know, eventually he'll send somebody else to come back here and punish you further and it'll just keep going. So why don't we destroy his secret ingredients and spices? That way he loses his business, just like you lost your lover and best friend. And we can all put it into it. Right, because it's his fault. Exactly. He started it's this whole thing fault. by being a racist son of a bitch. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, now, now, hold on a second. Then uh, where am I going to get uh, food out of? You can't just go cutting deals with bugbears without, you know, uh, consulting, you know, somebody whose main food supply comes from the... From this cafe. Yeah, I want to go back. He's a pretty good chef. I want to go back and eat more of that delicious. And why are you trying to shut this place down? Everybody goes to this. This is crazy. You're you're talking I crazy. I got an idea. I have an what? idea. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, we, Clark. We take all of the secret ingredients and secret herbs and spices back to him, and then we we chain him up to his oven. And we make him cook for us for the rest of his life. <laughs> we make him do it. We threaten to kill him. Every, and if he doesn't do it, we cut off one of his toes. And then if he still doesn't make us the s salami heart buck burger, we, <laughs> then we cut off another toe. Yeah, I don't know. That feels like that just will continue that cycle of violence I was talking about. Eventually, he'll realize that He's got to do it or he'll get hurt more. <laughs> then the cycle ends and then we can eat food. All right. Well, the one part I, of that I agree with is that, uh, yeah, we should go take all this stuff back there. You should come with us because once he sees you, you're going to put the fear of the Lord in him. And, you know, he'll he'll have no choice but to do whatever we tell him. Okay. I, I do. I didn't catch that last part. I was thinking about how he's going to cut his toes off. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to come to that, Clark. Why don't we just see, uh, you know, you're, you're angry. We get that. We understand you're full of grief. But, you know, try to put that aside and put, put that in a little pocket and, and stick it back in the back of your head, okay? okay. Like a, a brain Meanwhile, pocket. Xylem Youngblood up at the other end of the room uh, says, Guys! <laughs> what is it, boy? Do you uh, smell you're something? Sure. You're not sure. He's, oh. he's having a problem with some sort of uh, <laughs> shellfish in his larynx. How about we arrange a meeting? You and him meet up. You discuss the fact that you want to go to his restaurant, and then you guys agree, and then we'll return to him the ingredients. And if he doesn't agree then we destroy the ingredients. Yeah, it seems like he's going to want to, you know, have his uh, his cafe back and run in order. And, uh, you know, you got to compromise sometimes, Clark. All right, I'll go back. I'll go back to talk to him. I will tell him that I I will return his ingredients to him if he will let me in his restaurant and to as a customer. And I will pay money for food. Perfect. I'll go back to eating it out of the trash. This is great. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. So Clark, uh, Clark heads back to uh, heads back to Flavortown. 
Uh, do you guys follow with him, or do you just wait here for him to come back? Wait, do, do we uh, do we go with him? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably go with him, right? Yeah. So uh, we'll go with him. All right, let's let's get uh, the whole gang's gonna go here. Okay. Well, I don't really have a map of the inside of the Flavor Town Cafe, but after a short journey, uh, you learn a little bit about Clark. You learn that he was one of forty-eight children. Wow. Uh, his father was a warlord, and he's not exactly sure who his mother was. Uh, or how many mothers he had. I mean, he always seemed to have a different mother every week. Um, and uh, that his upbringing was very difficult, but he's always had a always had a hankering for delicious food. And that's what drew him towards civilization. And he would give it all up. He would give up his warmongering, fighting, bloodthirsty ways if he could just enjoy uh, a hard day's work followed by a, an enormous plate of high cholesterol, high sodium food. So he gets back, you get back to Flavortown, and you see, finishing up his job of you know, boarding up his restaurant, there's Grog Fietti out there. And he turns around and he sees the three of you and Clark, the bugbear. Hey, what are you guys doing here? What's that guy doing here? I kicked him out. Well, we'll tell you in a second, but uh, first, a shot of Tasty Fireball for Jason. Cheers, bearded one. Excellent. <laughs> Digital Dark Knight, eh? Yeah. I don't really have anything to pour this in except my mouth. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> I don't know if this is a shot. How much is a shot? That's is way shot? more than a shot. Yeah, that's, that's at least shot. like two or three, I'd say. But, you know, drink half of it. There you go. But yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Digital Dark Knight. All right, now listen up here, Fieri. Uh, we brought Clark back, right? He's the one who has all your spice. Uh, and if you want your spice back, you're going to listen to us. Wait a minute, you guys, wait, you're working with him? Well, no, we're working out a deal between you and him, because we heard you mistreated him quite severely when he tried to come in and buy food at your establishment. Look at me, he's a bugbear. He's just a big, hulking, smelly, hairy, ugh. Who wants to eat? my delicious food next to that. No, you see, he smells quite wonderful. I'll cast Druidcraft and make a very nice smell. The opposite of a fart, if you will. Ah. <laughs> Caramel? Caramel, yes. <laughs> see, uh, all you gotta do, Clark, is make yourself smell nice. Then people will treat you better. He winks, Clark winks at you <laughs> and nods. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so you fixed him. He doesn't smell bad anymore. He still stole all my spices and my seasoning, my herbs, all my uh, my my herbs de Provence, and my, he got all my oregano. Yeah, that was a direct result of your treatment of him when he tried to come in the restaurant to get something to eat. He did nothing illegal, and you booted him right out. Now, don't you feel bad about that and want to make up for it? Because you know this is not. Uh, a typical bugbear. He's got a lot. He's got a depth of emotion about him. Yeah, we killed his friends because of you. Yeah, we killed his wife and his dog. So you know, it's not like he got away with it. He's been through hell. All right, give me a persuasion <laughs> check with advantage, Aaron. All right, you can you feel like you're making progress on Grog Fietti. He's like, well, can't I just okay. use straight charisma? <laughs> okay, fine. Look, look, guys. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. I'm look. I didn't want nobody to, uh, no innocent wives and dogs to get murdered or nothing. Uh, <laughs> but I boarded up all my windows already. I, I, I 
sent all my 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 uh, staff home. I sent, you know, I sent Dolores Bell. She went back to Waterdeep. <laughs> That's where her family's from. Oh no, not Dolores. Dolores oh. Bell's been with me for years. Oh, I miss well, her. now it sounds like you need some new employees. Maybe a big burly guy who can lift heavy things. Somebody who, uh, you know, knows people around town and can uh, be your business associate. I need a and, dishwasher. Uh, somebody who's good with water. Hey, <laughs> baby Zamboni, you ever considered getting a job so you're not so broke all the time? Well, that's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. I've uh, become his business partner, you know? I'm real, I'm real slick with making deals. Well, I'll tell you what, baby Zamboni. How about this? How about you? I, I, look, I've been in the restaurant business a long time. People always tip better when you're a gorgeous dame. So how about this? I get you uh, I get you some makeup to cover up the greenish blue because it's real off-putting. And I get you a nice wig to go on top of your head. And then you change your name to, to Bambi Zambaby. And then you got a deal. I, I'll do it. I'd be happy to do it. I'm the best at disguising myself and appearing in public. I'd be happy to do this for you. I could be uh, a wait staff. Uh, you know, you just all you gotta do is feed me, baby Zam, Bambi Zam, baby. That's me. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll stuff a couple mice into my chest to make my chest look a little bit bigger. Uh, you can't do the mice at the health code. Oh yeah. right, right. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, figure. Well, I got plenty of wolf, of wolf fur. I'll just use that. You'll hide Jerry the rat in your hat, where he will control your movements. Jerry, yeah, Jerry's going to tell me uh, how to, you know, serve the food. Oh, man, this is the best day of my life. I, I made a bunch of new friends. I'm going to reopen my uh, Flavor Town is back in business. Holy shit. We're going to, we're, oh, man, you, you guys leveled up. You're level two. Yeah. That's right. We did it. Despite all the odds. <laughs> you guys are the, you guys are the heroes of Flavor Town. You're the hero, Grog. Yeah. I, I cast <laughs> thaumaturgy and then I make the ground I make tremors in the ground <laughs> for oh. one minute to celebrate. You do you do that and Grog doesn't realize what you're doing. You make, <laughs> the ground trembles and he goes, Oh shit. Oh, and he, his eyes gaze up at this old abandoned building up at the top of the hill, and he goes Oh, shit. Oh, I bet it's that wizard that lives in that old abandoned building. You woke him up with them tremors. Oh, shit. Adventure hook for next time? And that is the thrilling conclusion to The Heroes of Flavortown, a rated RPG podcast diversion from our usual descent into Avernus. It's a cliffhanger, right? So let's say somewhere down the line, one of us can't make it to a live stream for some reason. Maybe we return to Flavortown. Won't that be something? Hey, uh, speaking of which, we will be back around Yield Gaming Table on Friday, August 26th. It's a 6 p.m. start. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade will ride again. And we can't wait because it feels like it's been an eternity. Get the link to the live stream at our website, ratedrpgpodcast.com. You can also find all of the podcast episodes there, and you can find the link to support us through Patreon if you want to do a monthly donation of $5 or $15 a month, or if you just want to do a one time donation, you want to buy one of us a shot or buy all of us a round of shots. You can do that at ratedrpgpodcast.com. 
patreon.com. Thank you to our level 15 bards. These are our $15 a month Patreon supporters. Super Justin 64, Cheesemaster 007, Ardens Davros, Alex Shermerhorn, Ooglaset, Mage, Scott McGrath, GBS Trek, Random.Guy, Holly Summers, Ronald Remus, Wiry Traveler, and John Mangrum. Special thanks to our Rations and Adventuring Gear supporters, $5 a month through Patreon, Jerry Vite, H.D. Burke, Chris Fail, Joseph Doherty, Actaboy, Manflesh, and Valentine Crowley. If you want to support us again, the address ratedrpgpodcast.com. You can find everything you want to know there. Oh, and an honorable mention to Crow Ono for some recent 3D printing assistance. Please share the Rated RPG live stream and podcast with people that you think might enjoy it. Give it a good review if you can do that wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to it so that you'll always get a notification when a new episode is ready for you. We don't release them on a consistent basis like the folks who know podcasting. They tell you to release on a consistent basis. If you want to be successful, you got to do that. Well, we are having fun and success will happen if we're having fun, right? <laughs> it's inconsistent. It's charming. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying Rated RPG. Well, the reviews are coming in. False Vector says fantastic. Great White Sparks is best worst characters ever. God of Gravity says excellent last minute save for the evening. Squidlip says, says that was really fun to watch. And Ranger On says Flavortown 2, time for a licking. <laughs> Jamso says hell comes to Flavortown. Shut your hole.